practice. Just practice and get out there and, and pick everything apart that you see and find people that you love whose words just really resonate with you and pick them apart and, and see how it works and see what attracts you to them and keep doing it and doing it and doing it because you if you can't practice too much, you'll never be a master. I mean, there are natural born writers and they're probably not wondering if they should dabble. They're already in it. But there are people that kind of feel like something is pulling them to it. You just have to do it and keep practicing and pushing your way in, finding your sweet spot. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our co-host today is Amatha Charos. That's not Soros, by the way. Amatha Charos from amathacharos.com. That link will be in the show notes. Hey, Amatha. Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me here. Hey, thank you for being here. We're humbled and privileged, of course, to have our guest today. That's Tanya Daka. Tanya is the mastermind behind TanyaDaka.com. She basically makes customers fall in love with your business. Tanya has great skill with advanced web copy. Her unique perspective brings visitors to client websites. Tanya is also a writer and contributor to Chris Brogan's Owner Magazine. Tanya is also one of the most generous and giving people that I have met online. She's a must friend, a must follow if you're not already paying attention to what she's doing. Tanya, we are ready to jump over the manners and drink the world. Welcome to the show. Oh my God. <laughs> that is crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. I am not the nicest person. <laughs> you need to stop changing my reputation. I am <laughs> Do you not know that? <laughs> Rude awakening coming for everyone that accidentally clicked follow on your Twitter. <laughs> okay. So we'll start off with that icebreaker. Tanya, I think you've heard the show at least once, so you probably know this is coming. What is the best concert that you have ever been to? I cannot tell you. No. <laughs> if, I, I, if you were forced at gunpoint. If pick. I were forced at gunpoint, I would actually fess up that I have only been to one real concert in my life. So, yeah, I'm pretty deprived, but Def Leppard was it. <laughs> That's not a bad one concert. No, and I would love to get to that one that they're getting ready to have with Kiss. <laughs> Absolutely. But you are a music lover. That's very obvious from the Garage Party and other things that you're involved in. So what's some of your favorite live performances? And that would have to be Mudvayne would be but they're no more so can't really, okay. can't really go see them and then next in line would be after that it's nine inch nails and i mean i can go on forever and ever <laughs> if there are notes involved it's you know they, they can't stop so i'm noticing a pattern all right <laughs> let's roll into blank versus blank we're going to give you two options if you'd be willing to choose one and maybe a short reason why amatha if you would kick us off tanya you must oh. choose one Polka oh god versus tequila who, what versus tequila? Well, okay. anyway, it doesn't matter. Never mind. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Didn't even tequila. give hookah a chance. Hookah. Oh, no, no, no. Tequila. Yeah, tequila. Yeah. No, I stopped smoking hookah, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I got tired of getting the headaches. So the tequila oh, helped say, Did that have anything to do with your red hand photo from Instagram? Yeah, I was preparing the hookah. My husband still smokes it, so I, I still have to make it every day. I just don't smoke it myself as much. I might take his um, sloppy seconds. All right. Well, we won't go there. All right. Let's talk about beverages. Blank versus blank. Monster energy drink versus Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. I guess that would have to be Mountain Dew. Monster is just my second. I'm a little bit concerned about you and your addiction to both those beverages. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot lie. I do have an addiction. (laughs) We're going to talk about that some more. Yeah, that's the first step. All right. Go ahead. Oh, your favorite hashtag, Tanya. 
Garage party. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You had a choice. One oh, no. thing versus okay. steel issues. Oh, no. <laughs> steel issues. <laughs> I love my motorcycles. <laughs> Although the one thing does help uh, kick your ass in shape. But I'd have to go with steel issues. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about steel issues. You obviously are a enthusiast. So let's talk about that. You are uh, a Harley Davidson person. Yes, I am. All right. So, yeah. What's your favorite thing about your Harley? The freedom. Without a doubt, when you're on the road, there is nothing else in the world that matters. Because if it does, you're going to eat that. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Oh, wow. So you've had a bad fall. Is that right? Yeah, just I had one little spill, but that's OK. I came close several other times, but you get your head back in the game and get back upright and keep going. Yeah. See, like motorcycles are really dangerous, but they're a lot of fun. So I'm partly concerned to get on a motorcycle because I have a three year old, <laughs> you know. Oh, so you've never ridden? I'm being honest. I haven't. No, you need to try it. Uh, okay, I might try it, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Chicken, starve the yeah, doubts. Yeah, that's not a doubt I'm worried about right now. <laughs> so, I like being with my three-year-old daughters. I've heard too many horror stories. Oh. All right, copywriting for your reader. Use use versus eyes. <laughs> use, always use. Never eyes, not never, but you know. It's always about the reader. It's always about who you're trying to convince. Well said. Let's do finish this sentence, Amatha. Yes. If you ever use social media while cooking, blank. (laughs) If you ever use social media, you'll be sorry. (laughs) I've only burned a few things. Some rice, some bread. It hasn't been horrible. Fire alarm did go off. But it was okay. Well, again, I've seen pictures that might suggest otherwise. <laughs> You're talking about the bread on Instagram? That was black, very that black. That was, bread. oh my God. I totally forgot that one. Yeah, I'd probably not eat that. So, okay. Fed it to the kids with their salad. Oh, well. <laughs> it was croutons. Well, that's probably hashtag bad parenting. So, okay. That's me. Next finish this sentence. The best way to rock your addictions oh. is to... Fulfill them, feed them, feed those addictions. You know what's funny is you are posting pictures of Mountain Dew and Monster, <laughs> all this stuff. And, and people are actually like, Tanya, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> My first sponsor, like, <laughs> Mitch Jackson, did that. He was like, don't drink these. And I was like, okay, it was just one, Mitch. <laughs> the next thing I know, there's another one and another one and another one. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're one for following the rules, I think is the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's me. All right. Tanya, in order to keep eyes on a website, blank. Oh, it has to be sexy. Your words have to make them, but it's not about just your words, though. I mean, your whole image. Like, you could have a month of Charles's face on there, and they would stay. And then, then you would get them with the copy, the use, and the get them what they want, and open up, read down the page. But you get their attention with the man of Charis's face. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly, yeah. But if you don't have that luxury, or you pay her exorbitant fee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I have a question though. What is the least sexy thing a person can put on their website? All those eyes. I'm here to help you. I'm here to do this. And I want to make you the best life coach ever and whatever. It's all about themselves. It's about the owner instead of the the buyer. Totally unsexy stuff. Yeah, that's well said. Now, you you mentioned the salt. Like, I'm actually curious to hear more about that. Like, why why are you using salt to describe that? And what does that mean to the person who's not a copy person? That is sort of reminding them of what their pain is. When they land on like a landing page for sales copy and whatever, you've got this big hook at the top. That hook is generally a small reminder of what pain it is that they're 
that they're dealing with. And then further down into the page, you start to sort of really open up that wound and start pour salt in it and really remind them about what their pain is. For example, you just don't have enough clients, you don't have enough customers coming to your website, and you're not able to get out and enjoy the time with your family as much because you're spending too much time working, trying to make up that difference and that kind of thing. You just sort of open up the wound and make it bleed a little. Mm. Speaking of bleeding, that's actually not a good segue. All right. (laughs) Next question. Let's talk a little about you. Let's take a big swim in Lake Tanya. So after your kids were born, you started writing online in true Tanya Daka fashion. Your bad personality, I'm using air quotes here, came out. (laughs) Would you be willing to tell the listeners about your story of how you were getting into writing? Oh, it's so boring. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I was a stay-at-home mom, and I needed something to keep my sanity. So I was involved with these mothers' groups on, like, Cafe Mom and stuff. They were like, oh, you're a good writer. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And they just sort of encouraged me into it. I went from freelancing stuff with, uh, you know, going through Elance and stuff to saying, you know, the is I don't want to do this. So um, I eventually evolved into web copy, which is what is the most fun. See, I told you it's a boring story. I don't think that's boring. I think uh, there's more to it. I think you're being humble. Am I? Uh, which is not Tanya fashion. <laughs> so, okay. So you did start writing and then you had people encourage you in that process. So what advice do you have for someone who's maybe wanting to dabble in writing? Practice. Just practice and get out there and, and pick everything apart that you see and find people that you love whose words just really resonate with you and pick them apart and and see how it works and see what attracts you to them and keep doing it and doing it and doing it because you you can't practice too much. You'll never be a master. I mean, there are natural born writers and they're probably not wondering if they should dabble. They're already in it. But there are people that kind of feel like something is pulling them to it. You just have to do it and keep practicing and pushing your way in, finding your sweet spot. sort of knack for writing it just like you write in other people's voices when you're writing on these web pages so how do you write copy that comes out sounding like you're in your client's head spending a little time on the site that is already there spending time talking to them in social media and i also have a questionnaire that kind of helps me pull out a little nitpicky stuff that you think about it's really it's about spending time with them and, and getting to know the words that they use Hmm. Does it involve some acting on your part? (laughs) Do you have to put on a persona when you're writing there? I absolutely do. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, especially if your client's a Methodist church. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tone it down sometimes. I get to step into somebody else's skin. And then you have people like Amantha here. It's like somebody asked me the other day, is your name Tania? And I'm like, no, it's Tanya. They're like, okay, well, Tania is stuck in my head now. So now you're Amantha is stuck in my head. (laughs) But you have these people that... You don't really, you jive with them, but they're not really your mentality. So you kind of have to mold yourself and fit into their shoes when you do it. So I I can't believe you asked me that, but yeah. (laughs) So you have different formulas that you know work with copy. So you're just applying their voice to that formula. Yes. Okay. So you're a member of Chris Brogan's Brave Group. What role did that group play in you becoming a contributing author for Owner Magazine? That was like the second door, I guess. I interviewed Chris Bergen. I have no idea when, but it was before Brave came out. Must have been 2012, I guess. And so that was like the first interaction with him. And then just, we just sort of worked together with Brave. And then I didn't, you know, we would go back and forth with some things. And and he's always involved in the group and answering stuff and helping us out and everything. So he's really 
an accessible guy, uh, but I shot him over an idea. I was like, here, take it, use it, put your name on it, whatever you want to do, or don't put your name on it and pretend that you have no idea where it came from. And he was like, oh, no, why don't you use it and you be a contributor? And I was like, what? Absolutely. But you had an existing, you know, yes. some kind of trust, some kind of friendship, some kind of relationship with Chris already. Right. We were back and forth about, you know, stuff and Brave and writing that book. We did, um, he did the foreword on our bravery book that I can't. So well, anyway, yeah, we had all worked on stuff together. So. So Tanya, what is your advice to someone who says, hey, I want to become a contributing author. Uh, maybe I don't have a connection. What is a way you could pursue that goal? Well, you could A, subscribe to his newsletter and send him an email. B, you could say, yo, check, talk to Chris and see if I can get in there, which I might could try. And or C, you could just shoot him an email anyway and say, this is my idea. What do you think about it? But always you have a script when you approach somebody about wanting to contribute to their site. And the first thing is having done your homework about what they do. Yeah. Good advice. Tanya, the daily plank ritual. What are daily planks? Tell me about that. Well, they are non-existent anymore, <laughs> but they used to be, we were part of a group, the 30-day challenge, whatever, where we would do a plank every day and you would gradually increase your time. And the goal is to tighten those disgusting little abdominals that just get soft <laughs> from sitting in the chair at the computer all day long. You tighten those glutes and get everything all, you know, whatever. And it's really a low impact exercise that does kick your ass. <laughs> Can I say ass in your show? Okay. Do you recommend a daily plank followed by a Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what your goal is. <laughs> if your goal is success, probably not. Had the Mountain Dew before. What are some daily planks in your business? You know, things that are going to help you, but you don't necessarily like doing. Oh, customer reach outs. Social media is so much fun and I spend way too much time in it, but you have to keep relationships warm and you need to take time and, and pick people on your email list to keep in touch with and just, Hey, how are you? And keep yourself top of mind, but not in like disgusting, sleazy way. You genuinely care about what they have to say and, and whatever. But that's the hardest thing I think to do is just to remember to reach out to people and not get lost in your own projects as much as you'd like to. Mm. Even when you're on social media, you're really reaching out and very sincere. I love that. Would you have a song, a soundtrack for when you're discouraged? You know, what songs get you into a fighting mood, you know, when you're <laughs> defeated? In Ashes They Shall Reap by Hatebreed. It's just anything that has a really good, like, warrior sound to it. But In Ashes They Shall Reap is a pretty good pick-me-upper. And, or anything by Kill Switch Engage. Kill Switch Engage is good for boosting your morale. So when you're down in the dumps, you can turn on a little turning point. That sounds so uplifting. I can't. I know. It's like, I'm not a sadist. I'm, no, I get it. I, I yeah. it. No, it's awesome. You make me nervous, Tanya. Like, seriously. Like, you're listening to this hardcore music on a Harley. Like, I, I don't know. Drinking I just tequila. fear for you. Yeah, I fear for you. All right. Don't. Okay. So we've talked about loudness and a lot going on. Do you ever have any quiet time? Oh my God, this is so scary. All right, this is the second thing that I had that came to my head right before we do. I was like sitting here looking out the window going, oh my God, I'm being still. How does this happen? I don't know what this is. And it was really weird and terrifying, but I managed to sit through it for about five minutes while I was waiting for Amanda to come in and uh, get her stuff together. But yeah, there is some quiet, but uh, music is pretty much my motivating factor. So I don't leave it off too long. One of the best things is your garage party. I love this. Can you tell us what the garage party is and you know what compelled you to start it? 
just wanting to hear other people's stuff. I started sharing so much of my own music on Facebook and I know that nobody likes my music <laughs> except me. <laughs> so not everybody wants to hear Hatebreed and Mudvayne. So <laughs> one day I just asked a friend of mine who was in my list, you know, what's your favorite song? And I already knew her link, whatever. And she shared it with me. And so I was like, like that night, I was doing it on the fly. And I shared like five people's sites and, and their songs. And they like freaked out. They were like, oh, this is so cool. And I was like, what? It's just, you know, hanging out on Facebook, whatever. And six months later, we now have a garage party where I have people like Ash Amberger of the Middle Finger Project and James Altucher and Chris Brogan, Pat Flynn and Pam Slim and all of them. They've all contributed songs. And that's where I was able to meet the amazing Jared Easley, who has like saved my neck on more than one occasion. <laughs> So that Mother Teresa stuff actually applies to him, not me. <laughs> How often do you do the garage party? Every Friday night at eight o'clock on my Facebook page, my Google Plus page and my Twitter feed. And Facebook tends to be the most active of them. But once in a while, I'll get somebody like Bernie on there. Bernadette Zhang, I think that's how you pronounce her. And she had She's like, awesome. yeah, she, yeah. her song like blew up on Google plus. I was like, what? Look at that. It was like something like 40 something shares or, or plus ones on Google plus. I was like, that's the most active Google plus has been th for a garage party. But anyway, it's on all three channels. And then on Monday, I do like this culminating post where everybody gets thrown into the mosh pit. <laughs> Do you call it the Monday, mosh pit? I absolutely do. It's Monday mosh pit. <laughs> I love that. Entrepreneur That's so style. good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Tanya, I've got a lot of questions about this, but I'll ask this one. I'm not going to let this go because I want people to really appreciate what you're doing with this garage party. So this question is, what are some of the benefits that have come from the garage party? People have sold books. People have sold plugins. People have made connections. I have met people like Jared. I have met people like Amantha. I have met people like, oh God, there's so many C.A. Hearst. There are so many people that you make connections with through the garage party. I would love for when they get in there and people start sharing and they have their VIP song and they come in and they're like, oh yeah, thanks for sharing. And then, and then all of a sudden those string of comments come. When people make those connections, that's the biggest benefit. Yeah, that's incredible. So seriously, the garage party is the reason I wanted you on the podcast today because there are so many people who they're not able to be creative and think, how can I grow my network? And what you've done is so simple, but it works like crazy. It's magic. So all the garage party is, as you mentioned, is you're just saying, hey, let me talk about you mm -hmm. and let me play your song on my social media. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. But what's happening is you're connecting with all these people that you say, hey, let me share your story. And it's you're not necessarily interviewing them or anything like that. You're just posting about them on social media. But that has created created so much goodwill for you, Tanya. It's amazing. I think it's a genius idea. I think you should write a book called The Garage Party because it is. It's such a smart move, at least at the very minimum from a networking standpoint. You're doing something so simple, just posting a song and talking about what somebody's up to. And they love it. They like it. They share it. Their friends come in and comment. I just think, wow, that's such a smart way. Well, thank you to connect with people and it's not spammy it's not awkward no, it's, it's just fun. You, it's total you know fun. you're just having fun yeah it's total fun everybody's like oh my favorite song i don't know i don't have one i was like just choose something it doesn't matter and just let it let's <laughs> put you out there and, and one guy he found the courage Re revolution this past weekend he was like oh my god that you know the best thing and he was like oh I'm, i even went and got the book and i even did, 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 did. and all he did was post you know a link 
hey, this chick wants you to learn how to speak. It's cool stuff. A lot of fun. It is definitely cool. I appreciate that you do that. I think it's amazing. I'm going to continue to point people to it. It's so creative. I really it's, appreciate it. It's so easy, too. It's a, anybody could do that, but nobody does. So Mainly because everybody's out on Friday night except me. I'm at home. So, <laughs> you know, that's why nobody's doing the garage party. Call it what you want. <laughs> but, but it's a smart move. You're connecting with a lot of people simply by doing that. I love it. No, I love it. It's, it's great to meet people and find new things that way. So do you have any particular favorite songs or entrepreneurs that you'd like to plug who are featured on the fabulous Tanya Daka Garage Party? Yes. There's one, thepersuasionrevolution.com. She's got some really cool stuff going on over there. And she's going to teach people how to persuade people, basically. So it's kind of like copywriting. You'll learn a little bit about that. And, of course, themiddlefingerproject.org. Ash Amberger is doing her six appeal course now and kicking may I say. And she's doing a great job. So those two I'd like to plug away. Awesome. Tanya, I referred one entrepreneur to you and, and I was all excited. Hey, Tanya's going to feature this person. Then they gave you a country song. All right. And like, you <laughs> and he, he, yeah, you gave me a hard time for that, as you should. And, uh, <laughs> that made me feel bad. I was like, I referred someone that I was excited about, but then they gave you a terrible oh, song. Good. So. <laughs> we get we've had country, we've had rap, we had everything. That's the good thing about music. I mean, you don't like the song, you don't have to listen to the song, but you can still check out the people or whatever. But the fun part is you get to peek into their soul, okay? Because that person yeah. who happens to like country music has a little bit different soul than mine. There's something there, and everybody's tastes are give you a little idea about what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. Tanya, who else is doing something that interests you? Jared Easley has this really cool podcast called Star of the Doubts. I can't afford you, Tanya. Pick someone else. <laughs> Mantha Charos has got some beautiful artwork that she sells on her site. Well said. Yes. And I'm going to dig into that stuff. If I can get rid of my OtterBox for my phone, I'm going to get one that's got a Mantha's pieces on it. And I think she calls it, um, oh, God, it's French. The little blue devils. Is that what it was? Oh, yes. Vinay Blue, yeah. Yes, that. Let me get that for my phone. But if I can never part with my OtterBox, I'm afraid I'll have to part with my phone if I part with my OtterBox, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are lots and lots of Herbie Fabius of Billion, yeah. Billionaire Success. Is that what his is? His Billion yeah, Success. Who else? There's been so many people. The Courage Revolution is another good one. CourageRevolution.com. She helps people write their standing ovation. That is like one of my favorite copywriting lines. Write your own standing ovation. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Again, Tanya, there's so many people that are like out there hustling so hard, writing all these blog posts and putting out podcasts and just going crazy trying to grow their platform. And you're doing something as simple as just posting about somebody and playing their song on Facebook <laughs> and creating crazy goodwill and networking like a champ. And I just love that. I, I just got to commend you for that because that, that's you just out hustled everybody you. with something so simple as a Facebook post. Thank you. I appreciate that. And <laughs> it, it was a amazing. good way to get some content out there on Monday morning. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> blog post. I've done one today. The Monday Mosh Pit is up. Yay! Uh, blog <laughs> is active. It. That's wonderful. <laughs> But thank you both, because you guys have both been amazing support for, for the Garage Party. What's the best place for listeners to connect with you online? 
my personal Facebook page, not the business page, because I don't use it. <laughs> but it's Tanya Daka. And Twitter, I'm not on so much. Google Plus, I'm not on so much. So probably just sign up for the newsletter at tanyadaka.com because I send way too many emails just to annoy people and, and have conversations with them. And the other way is Facebook. So. I love it. Tanya, do you have any what? final thoughts for the listeners? I don't think I can share those. <laughs> Do you have any PG final thoughts? Oh, PG. Okay. Yeah. Pay attention to Star of the Doubts because Jared easily is like kicking people's teeth in and taking names and get Amantha's paintings and her art. No, but seriously, just this is Star of the Doubts and this is about getting your stuff done. So it's time to wrap up your doubt and make Mm -hmm. it happen. I think that's what I posted on Instagram yesterday. Well said. Tanya, I really appreciate this. Amantha, great job and best wishes to you, Tanya, and your family and your business. And to you, Jared. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Social media is so much fun, and I spend way too much time in it. But you have to keep relationships warm, and you need to take time and and pick people on your email list to keep in touch with, and just hey, how are you, and keep yourself top of mind, but not in like disgusting sleazy way. You genuinely care about what they have to say and and whatever. And that's the hardest thing I think to do is just to remember to reach out to people and not get lost in your own projects as much as you'd like to.